Well, I promise not to preach long today because we've taken up quite a bit of time with the blessing. But I want to talk to you about something that's important. And I want you to to join me in Matthew chapter 4 today as we begin the new year. And I want to talk to you about the key of God's Word. Every year when it comes to the beginning of the new year, I seek the Lord and I ask the Lord, what, what do I need to focus on in this new year? What is going to be a key in this new year? And, and as, as I did that this year, I felt like the Lord was just impressing me more than ever on the importance of knowing the Word of God. We don't know what we face And we're going to face challenges. And in this passage, we see Jesus in a wilderness situation where He's all alone, where He's weak from fasting and praying for 40 days. But in the midst of that, we see Satan come and tempt Him. And you and I, this year, there's no doubt there will be times when we face wilderness situations where we feel like we're weak, or we are weak, and we feel like that we're all alone. No one's there. And it's in those situations, just like Jesus, we need to know the key of God's Word. Now, every year at this time, it's a natural time for us to reevaluate our walk with the Lord and our lives in general. That's why we have so many people in our culture that will say, well, I've got a New Year's resolution. And then January 30th, or at the end of January, you ask them, well, how you doing? Oh, uh, I kind of forgot about that. Come on, be honest. You know, we'll go get a membership to the gym, and then by the end of January, we've forgotten all about it. Or, or Patrick just reminded me a while ago, he came into my office, and I was talking to him, and he said, You know, we all know to eat right, but do we do it? Well, I'm not challenging you to make a New Year's resolution because as Christians, we recognize we need God's power. And it's Him coming. the, The way we grow in our maturity, the way we become what God wants us to become is that we surrender greater to Him and allow Him to do it. Are you with me? You don't become a a greater, stronger Christian by gritting your teeth and saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to become, I'm going to be a mighty man of God. No, you become stronger and grow when you come and you bow down before Him and surrender everything that you are to Him and say, God, take my heart just like we did a while ago. Lord, you produce in me what you want me to be this year. Amen? Let's look at this passage. Chapter 4 in Matthew, verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Notice, this is interesting as we start this. It was the Spirit that was leading him. You can be led by the Spirit of God and still end up in the wilderness. You can be led by the Spirit of God and still encounter the temptations of Satan. So don't think that you must have missed the leading of the Spirit necessarily because things come into your life. Look at verse 2. 
And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen? And that's what I, we could go on. This is a great passage. One of the most common passages in the New Testament people have heard and read and continue to quote. This ver verse particularly is one of the most common verses quoted. And I want us to focus on that this year. Because God's Word talks about the Word as being bread here, food, but it also talks about God's Word being meat and being milk. So God's Word is supernatural in that it feeds our spirit. We need to feed on the Word of God because it feeds our spirit. It strengthens us and enables us to stand strong no matter what we face. Amen? Notice that the Bible, time and again, uses terms for food, for the Word of God. But also it uses other terms, and we're going to look at some of those. In John chapter 4, Jesus said, but it says, But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. His, his food, he's saying, what was the sustenance of his life? What kept him going was to do the will of God for his life and to finish the work that the Father had for him. How many of us want to start the new year in that same way? Amen? Lord, let your will for my life be what keeps me going, what life's all about, what you have work, work for me to do, whatever you have for me to do. Lord, I want to finish the work. One of my constant prayers is, as I've entered into my 60s, I've realized that I'm not as young as I used to be. I've realized that the brain says, yeah, you can do this, and the body screams, no! But one of my constant prayers is, Lord, I want to finish strong. I want to finish strong. With every year that you give me, I want to become a stronger man of God. I want to be used for you in a greater way. I want to fulfill the plan that you have for my life. Lord, I don't want to fall short in any area of my life. Lord, I want to finish strong. And one of the keys to finishing strong is to be people of the Word. People of God's Word. Now when we dive into the Word of God, it gives us opportunities and responsibilities. Everybody say, opportunities and responsibilities. The responsibilities to move into an overcoming life, to move into victory. 
One of the things I love about the book of Joshua is that they encounter victory after victory after victory. And when they do mess up, God tells them what they need to get right. And then he gives them the victory. And that's, what, that's the way I want to live. Amen? Where I, I know I'm going to face challenges in the new year, but I know that God's going to enable me to be an overcomer. And he's going to enable me to go from victory to victory to victory. And that's the responsibility. And one of the ways we grow and the way way that we are ready to engage in battle is being people of the Word of God. We also have the responsibility to walk in wisdom and the counsel of God rather than leaning on our own understanding. Amen? How many have ever noticed that when you lean on your own understanding, it doesn't work out too well? We also have the opportunity to walk in purity rather than indulging in the things of the flesh. We have the opportunity to grow instead of remaining babes in Christ. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. So now we hear the Word being referred to as milk. But it's also referred to as meat. So the the Word of God is milk to those that are new babes in Christ, but it's meat to those who have grown in Christ. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, the, the Hebrew people were receiving a rebuke. It says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you, again, the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Did you hear that? We we need to know the Word of God so that we discern good and evil. Because we live in a culture that says evil is good and good is evil. And so we need to know the truth. And the way that we know the truth is by being people of the Word of God. So that when we're confronted with those lies of the enemy, when the enemy comes and and says that evil is good, we recognize and we say, no, it's not. We recognize this is what God's Word says is right, and this is what God's Word says is wrong. Amen? Church, we need to place our faith and our trust in God and His Word. His Word doesn't need to be changed. You know, there's, there are those progressives that think, oh, we need to adjust it for our culture and adjust it for today. No. God says He's God and He changes not. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Word is still the Word. The Word is how we grow and mature. The Word is how we live the best possible life that we can ever live on this earth. 
And so we're not to be ashamed of it, but to love God's Word. Paul wrote to the Corinthians in chapter, uh, or Colossians, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 16. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. It's a summons for us to grow. It's a summons for us to mature. And how do we do that? By being in the Word of God. It's interesting, the rabbis in Jesus' day, would, would call, they had a nickname for their young students. They called them sucklings. That's what they called them, sucklings. In church today, we see evil and darkness all around. We see evil and darkness in the world, everywhere, in our own country, in our own state. In church, we need the Word of God to guide us and direct us like never before. Amen? In this passage... Jesus says, it is written. It is written. When he's tempted by Satan, he immediately turns to the Word of God. And that's such a, a powerful lesson for us. That when we are tempted by the enemy, that we turn to the Word of God. We, we see something else here. Because the truth of God is greater than the facts of our circumstance. Now, God's Word doesn't tell us, and some Christians will get off in this. They'll say, you'll, you'll come up to somebody and they'll say, oh, I'm not feeling well. Or I've, I've got, I've got the, the flu. Or, and they'll say, oh, don't speak that over yourself. Don't open your mouth and say anything like that. I've met those kind of Christians. And, and I know where they're coming from because our, our words are powerful and we do have to guard our mouths and what we speak. But God doesn't want us to not admit the circumstances that we're in. It's okay to say, I'm not feeling good today. But then we don't stop there. We go to God's Word and we address the situation or the circumstances based on what God's Word says over what we're experiencing. Are you with me? That's my heart for the new year. I want to rely on the Word of God instead of the circumstances that I'm in just saying, oh well... I don't feel good. I'm probably coming down with COVID for the 10th time. No. God's Word says that He is the Lord that heals. By His stripes we were healed. So I'm going to claim the promises of God. I'm going to trust in Him. Now, it's interesting. There's two different words that are commonly used for the Word of God. Logos and Rhema. Everybody say Logos and Rhema. Logos has to do with the entirety of God's Word. It has to do with the, the broad message of God. Now Rhema has to do with what is individually spoken. It has, has to do with communicating the message. 
And so that's what Jesus is doing here. He's taking a portion of God's Word, and this is interesting. He is quoting from Deuteronomy. I believe it's the 8th chapter. And some people think, well, that's easy for Jesus to do. He's God. He wrote the book. I've got a newsflash for you. Jesus is God, but Philippians chapter 2, verse 7 says, but he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Jesus laid aside his, his privileges and prerogatives as God when he became flesh and became man. So Jesus used the Word of God from Deuteronomy the same way that you and I need to use the Word of God. He read it and He memorized it. Amen? So I challenge you this year, and this is an area that I personally want to grow in. I want to personally memorize more of God's Word. Isn't that a great goal to have in the new year? That's what Jesus did. He memorized it so that in that time when he was weak, in that time when the enemy came against him, he immediately had the Word of God that he had memorized rise up within him and the Word of God confronted the enemy. Amen? I've got a great toy today. Now, the Bible also talks about the Word of God as being a sword. The sword of the Spirit. And you need to picture yourself as being armed. It'd be a little hard to conceal carry this. But when you go into battle and your weapon is a sword, guess what? You don't just pick it up and go into battle. What do you do? You, you handle it. You get the feel for it. You, be, you begin to wield it and you, you know how to use it, right? So you, you, you begin to be comfortable with it. And church, that's what we need to do with the Word of God. And how do we get a handle on the Word of God? By reading it every day. Every year, our church spends a, a period of time fasting and praying in the new year. And as we begin this week, I'm going to begin to fast tomorrow. And during, and I challenge you, if you can, uh, if you can't for physical reasons fast, then I challenge you to fast social media or fast the TV or fast something that just occupies your time that really isn't benefiting you very much. And spend that time fasting from that and spend it in prayer and in reading the Word. I'm going to spend at least an hour a day in, in this, this next week while I'm fasting, 
And I'm going to be getting a handle on the sword that God's given me. I'm going to get a handle on it so that when the enemy comes, that I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever he tempts me with. For whatever evil comes, I'm going to be able to discern the good from the evil. And I'm going to be able to wield the sword and use it in battle for kingdom victories in my life this year. That's my, that's my challenge to you. Amen? Do you see the picture that I'm trying to paint with this? Every Christian needs to go through life realizing that right here in their hand is the sword. That they're always ready for battle. And too many of us, when we, when we go into a, a situation where we're coming up against the enemy, we just call somebody. And there's nothing wrong with that. We call a brother or sister in Christ and say, will you pray with me? I'm going through this or I'm going through that. And church, we're supposed to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But just like Jesus, there are going to be wilderness times in our lives when we need to be ready and capable and not be caught, oh no, here's the temptation. Where's, where's the Word? Where's my sword? But we need to be people that we're just going through life and we've got the sword and we're always ready. When the enemy comes, we're ready. Right? Isn't this a cool sword, by the way? Isn't it? You know who gave me that? The intercessors gave me that as a reminder. Every day that hangs in my office and I'm reminded about the true sword. The sword of God's Word. Amen? It is the key to victory for our lives. In Psalm 119, in verse 6, and by the way, Psalm 119 is the greatest chapter for lifting up the importance of the Word of God than any other chapter in God's Word. In verse 6, this chapter says, Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. When, we, when, when the Word becomes a way of life for us, we're not going to be ashamed of it. Amen? I used to go to work before I was uh, in the ministry full-time. I was part-time in the uh, ministry and I was in the sheriff's department. And I kept a little New Testament and Psalms in my back pocket every day when I went to work. Everybody there knew that I was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I took it to the hospital. I would open it up and read when I, when I had a break or when I, when I would uh, take guys to the hospital and I would read it, read it to them or, or talk to them about it. I would do Bible studies with it during the, the, the eight hours that I was on duty. In church, that's what happens when, when we dive into God's Word and it works in us. We're not going to be ashamed. I've been called a Bible thumper. I've been called a holy roller. I've been called all kind of, 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 of belittling names. They thought it was belittling, but I'm proud to say, I'm not ashamed to say, I'm a holy roller and I'm a Bible thumper. 
says we will not be embarrassed about the Word of God. And also in this same Psalm 119 verse 10, it says, my, With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your Word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. We hide God's Word in our heart. We memorize it. And it helps us to stand strong when we're tempted so we don't fall into sin. Amen? It's important. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Everybody remember that great verse? What's interesting, it's talking about two different types of light. The first one is like we would take a flashlight and, and we would use a flashlight to, to walk and to, to, to lead our way out. In, in fact, uh, last Father's Day, I gave little pin lights to all the dads. And, and I had a great testimony from, from, uh, from Jay Hayes. And he was in a horrible accident uh, driving through the pass from down in, in the Homer area. He was coming back up here, coming home. And he slid. He hit a, a patch of ice and he slid. And he went over the cliff and rolled his truck eight times and it went to the bottom of the canyon. It's a wonder he's alive. But he said, Pastor, when I, when I came to, all the glass was gone out of the truck and it was crushed. And he said, but there was, in the darkness of that canyon, he said, I saw a light. And he said, it was that little pin light. And it had been turned on and it hadn't flown out of the cab, but it was right there laying in the snow next to me. And he said, I took that pin light and I began to climb and was able to see and make my way up out of that canyon with that little pin light. And then he said, when I got, when I got up there to the, to the road again, he said, two cars had passed me and I, I really thought I was going to die. I didn't think anybody was going to stop. But he said, I remembered that little flashlight had a strobe effect. And he said, I pushed on the strobe effect and I didn't realize it, but some of, some of my blood had dropped onto the, the flashlight and so it turned the light red. And he said the next car stopped and he told me he stopped because he saw a red strobe light and knew that I was in trouble. The Word of God is like a flashlight in those darkest hours that will lead us out. But the other word that's used there is also powerful. It's, it, it, the idea contained in that is like a, a beacon or a floodlight. It, it's like going from, from your... Uh, regular driving lights and putting on the high beams. In other words, it enables you to see down the road farther. 
So God's word lets us see down the road and gives us guidance and direction and we can go farther and it also is right there bringing into detail everything that we need for this moment, for this time in the midst of darkness. That's the word of God. Don't you love that? Psalm 19 and verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The law of the Lord is perfect. Church, we don't need to change God's law. We need to change our lives to conform to it. Our nation is becoming more and more persecuting or against the Word of God and against Christians. And we've seen many churches that are uh, disregarding things that God's Word says is wrong. And they're saying, well, our culture's just different now. Yeah, our culture's different. Our culture is becoming more and more evil. And you and I need to take the light of God's Word in the midst of the darkness. Amen? This verse goes on and says, converting the soul. The Word of God changes the way our soul, uh, most Bible scholars will tell you, consists of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And this will change the way you think. It will change the way that we uh, operate our lives, our will, we, what we want to do the way we think, and even bring a difference in our emotions. The Word of God is powerful, church, and we need to have it converting our soul. Then finally in this verse, it says, the testimony of the Lord is sure. It's our strong foundation. If your life is built on the Word of God, you're going to make it through 2023 and accomplish every purpose, every plan, everything that God has for you, no matter how great an obstacle the enemy places before you. And then I like the very end. It says, making the wise, or making wise the simple. And what that means is the unexperienced. And I can say with all authority today that not one of us has experienced what we're going to face tomorrow. But God knows, and the Word gives us wisdom to make us wise when we haven't experienced tomorrow. Aren't you thankful for that, church? Finally, one more verse, and I'm going to close. Worship team, you can come. Joshua chapter 1, verse 18. I love this verse. It says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That means we should be speaking the Word of God. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Notice the little word, all. How many of us pick and choose what we want from God's Word? We want the promises of God. We want Him to heal us when we're sick. We want Him to prosper us. We want, want Him to give us that peace in the midst of the storm. But when it comes to living by the law, living according to God's Word, 
How many of us want to fudge and do our own thing? This verse continues and says, For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Prosper here doesn't mean that God's going to make us all rich. But He has promised to prosper us. In other words, He's going to prosper us in all the areas of our lives. We're going to have enough and more than enough where we can bless others. How many like that idea? It's not where we focus on material things and get caught up in in acquiring more and acquiring bigger and acquiring better. But it's it's saying, God's going to prosper me this year, and that's my prayer. I want God to prosper our congregation financially greater than ever before so that we can do more for missions, so that we can do more outreaches right here in our community, where that we can bless in benevolence those that are hurting, those that have gone through difficult things. But even beyond that, I want God to prosper us spiritually. Amen? I want to experience His presence and His power and His glory. I'm praying for a Sunday morning service where the presence of God fills this temple where that I can't even stand up to preach. Amen? I'm praying for the presence of God to be so working in the hearts of people that we just come to the altar without being invited and we just begin to pray and tears are coming down our cheeks because of the presence and the power of God. That's how I want to prosper. And it talks about you will have good success. If you want to achieve, I learned this lesson a long time ago. I can remember when I was still playing in basketball in high school. And that's been too many years that I don't even want to tell you how many. But I can remember playing in a big game and being lined up and and there were, one of our teammates was going to shoot a free throw and we were lined up on the lane and I was the center for the team so I was had the first spot and the, the goal was right here and we needed we needed for him to score and I, but I said lord if he doesn't make this shot help me to get into position help me to do my best to score and I live my life that way Lord, you help me to do better than what I can do on my own. And he shot the ball and it hit the back of the rim and it bounced right out. But I had stepped over and I had gotten right in front and I jumped up and just as it bounced out of the basket, I bounced, I pushed it right back in. And 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 the guy that shot the ball, he goes, man, that was awesome. How would you do that? I said, I prayed. God help me. And that's how I want to go into this new year. 
knowing that God's going to put me in the right position where that I can be successful. Amen. How many want that too? I want you to stand with me and we're going to close. And I want to challenge you this year. If you've never read through God's Word in a year, I challenge you to start this year. This, this week, I'm going to be fasting and praying, and but I'm also going to be in the Word. And I'm going to be in the Word an hour a day. That's my goal. And I want to challenge you. There's many different plans that you can read some in the Old Testament. Read some in the New Testament. Read, you know, just a few minutes a day and you'll go through the whole entirety of God's Word in a year. And church, I just really feel like the Lord's calling us to declare this is the year of God's Word. It's a year of the Bible. And I declare it's the year of God's Word over our church, over our families. It's the year of God's Word over our state and over our nation and over our world. I've had three calls just recently of pastors in Pakistan that have asked me to come back. And they want to do crusades. And one of, one of them was very generous. I, I really appreciated his heart. He said, it was Pastor John, and he said, he said I'm going to pay for the total crusade and for everything. He said, the only thing I want you to do is to come and preach the crusade, and I want you to, to raise funds and to give away as many Bibles as you can give. Isn't that awesome? So we're going we're gonna to start raising funds for as many Bibles as we can give away. And he was hoping that we'd be able to raise uh, uh, enough money to pay for 2,000 Bibles. Because he wants to put a Bible in the hand of every person that comes to Jesus in, the, in that crusade. And I pray that God will enable us to do that. Amen. Let's bow our heads. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come. The prayer team can come to the front or come to the back. And if you have a need, and you won't want to just come and surrender your heart afresh to the Lord this new year. I want you to find one of the prayer team members and I want you to come in agreement and just pray with them today. But let's bow our heads today. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the power of Your Word. And Lord, we want to build our lives upon You, the precious Word of God. And Lord, today we dedicate this new year to You. Our hearts are open to You. Our lives are surrendered to You. And Lord, we declare this year is going to be the year of God's Word in our lives. We're going to dive deeper. Lord, we're going to read through Your Word. We're going to apply it in our lives. We're not going to be ashamed of the Word of God. And Lord, it's going to help us to discern good from evil. It's going to be our foundation, Lord, for success and, and to prosper. 
And Lord, we just thank you for the precious Word of God. And so Lord, we declare that your Word this year is going to be over our lives, over our families, over our church, Lord. And we declare it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Is the worship team... What song are you going to do? joining us today we look forward to connecting with you next time and don't forget you can support us by giving through the church center app or by going online at summitwc.com give